1: Going on, sporting KC fans, yes. and welcome to the first victory pod in quite a long time. Uh, episode ninety nine of no other pod. Counting oh, down. Oh, if the you're big having pod problems after that, for you son. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we had uh, to happen. are you know, counting pods, down man. To the big one hundred, and we're going to take figure one out down, pass it around. Two for that. Um, had some fun things on this one too. We uh, we got a, a fun episode to talk about, not just because Sporting KC won, but because we are joined by Sporting KC sideline reporter, Carter Augustine. Yeah, so, sideline reporter and new best friend of Dan and Jimmy's. That's, that's what that is. He's <laughs> got a birthday coming up this weekend, so basically we're just going to party all weekend with Carter. Yeah. Surprise we're Carter. go, uh, we're going <laughs> to show up and
2: be like, oh, I wasn't really inviting you guys.
1: Yeah. Uh- yeah, you were. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it it was a very cool this interview. This was cool, so we're man. Gonna, yeah, we're going to play that for you in a little bit. Um, of course, we have a couple games to talk about. One we don't want to talk about, games. one we do want to talk about. But we'll talk about them couple, both. A couple Instagram stories, some things going on. Oh, man. There's things happening at the club. There's things happening around the league. Some good, some bad, some weird. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll get to them all. Um, I'm just I'm just really pumped
2: for everyone to hear this interview, man. Now, now, don't go fast forward into the interview, all right? There's other things happening, but I mean, you're gonna hear like, I mean, some some Peter Vermees talk. Uh, uh, how many actual job descriptions Carter has had with Sporting Club? Uh, it's yeah. it's very exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, if you want an inside look as to what it takes to become a sideline reporter at a place like Sporting KC, you're <laughs> gonna want to hear this interview. And uh, we're not shit. gonna. We're not going to tell you where in the podcast it is, so you're going to have to listen to the whole thing. Um, it just reminds me, it's it's like a pro wrestler who has had to go
2: wrestle in Ohio and Japan and, and over in Connecticut, <laughs> little bitty things here and there to get to what he actually wants to do. Uh, it's just very,
1: very cool. Yeah, so a huge thank you to Carter. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that interview in a little bit. But first, we have a new review, my friend. It's, we do, uh, and I... I i took it down do you do you have it if you want to read it and you got it then you go for it my friend
2: i mean i i can i can absolutely read it uh you know (laughs) i like to give jimmy i like give people a peek behind the curtain that we actually recorded all this part (laughs) already and it's kind of i'm sorry (laughs) i'm having like a groundhog day moment over here (laughs) yeah
1: i had the wrong microphone selected
2: it's all good just so, want benjamin beast 28 to know that we read his review twice on the pod we've never done that before
1: did. thankfully <laughs> i didn't mess up the microphone when we had carter on and thankfully i realized i messed up the microphone only two and a half minutes into our recording oh, and shit. not that's 45 true. minutes so
2: not the whole thing because we've had to replicate shit before man but we're we're big time now we don't talk about making mistakes when we make mistakes you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what we are <laughs> damn it so this is this is Benjamin Beast, 28. A lot of fun. Five stars. Listening to this podcast makes me feel like I'm just hanging out at a cauldron tailgate. I would love to hang out and drink a beer with these guys, and only forty percent because SKC's current form makes me want to drink. Keep up the good work, guys. Hashtag not my bees. And I'm just assuming that only forty percent means he likes to drink a handle of vodka.
1: The old Svetka. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. All, all he drinks is exclusively vodka straight from the handle.
2: Um, Just 80 proof because that's what this season has done to him. So It's tr- ben, driven uh, him to alcoholism. Be careful. be careful on your liver there, bro. I know SKC's a little rough right
1: now, but we care about you. And thanks for leaving that review. Yeah, thank you. And, and thank you to everybody who has left a rating or review. Uh, if you have not, we would appreciate it if you did, if you have access to uh, Apple Podcasts um and Appreciate if not you if you're an android user uh go find somebody who has an iphone on the street and steal their phone and go leave us a uh five star rating and review so oh, shit uh, <laughs> from prison <laughs> i mean you give it back you just throw it back at him as you run away from the police it's fine um throw it right and hope they got hands <laughs> there you go
2: <laughs> <laughs> It took like a weird turn um no i meant like can catch
1: i didn't mean like oh, they were handless okay. <laughs> that's what i was picturing Fucking i have no. all sorts of weird images in my mind um, you're like oh just uh, give me that phone nubby <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're gonna move on um Isn't that weird you know we're just gonna we're just gonna skip on over it
2: uh <laughs> you always know when jimmy's uncomfortable when he goes oh boy okay
1: true. <laughs> it is true that's, that's a thing um we had two games this week, and one was fun two and games. one was not. Uh, one I cared about. Yeah, we're going to talk about the not fun one first, and it's going to be very brief because we want to make sure we have time for for Carter's interview. Um, but we went in the midweek to uh, play Orlando City in Dom Dwyer's spiritual home of Orlando, as it's oh, known. Jesus. Vomit. Um, <laughs> uh, we knew this one was going to be a weird one because um of injuries because of all sorts of things going on and when we saw this lineup i was like yep this might be even weirder than i thought because uh we had jimmy madranda starting at striker we had gian Gianluca buzio starting at left wing uh call him john michael <laughs> <laughs> john, john michael no i just for some reason could not pronounce Gianluca properly john um, michael bustier <laughs> yes exactly and uh, and Graham Smith was was back uh, in the back line next to Matt Beasler at center back. Um, obviously, we know we lost this game 1-0. It was a, a goal from Tetchback and delhi, but... And on to the next game. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me what your thoughts were initially when you saw this lineup. I mean, I was like, oh, this is going to get weird. Um, what were you thinking? Oh, that was about it. I was just like... I
2: mean, and it was a midweek game, so that's always kind of weird anyways, but I was like, okay, fine, put Jimmy Madronda up there, you know, make him work, make him take a couple shots, and that really didn't happen, Um, nothing really happened, and I, it's been a while since I've wanted to, like, fall asleep during a game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, uh, weeknight games are tough just in general, this one was not very fun from the get-go um i found myself being on my
2: phone more and like scrolling twitter or, and i was like god dang how how can i run a soccer podcast if i'm not going to watch the game so i was like forcing myself to watch this game that was just overall <laughs> kind of uninteresting
1: yeah well because what's weird is like it's not like orlando was getting shots off left and right no they had two shots on goal we had three right. we weren't much better but i mean their it goal was, just, was trash yeah yeah it, it, it wasn't good um it, 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 I mean, it came was. down it was kind of a long time coming
2: really they had the ball for like a good five minutes and you just kind of felt like oh they're gonna score here in a minute can't you feel it
1: sure yeah and and uh i mean what happened what had happened was um yeah they just kept the ball they worked it down the right side um cross was sent in and tesho Akandelli hit it on the first time i think zussi i think it was Zusi, kind of lost him or didn't realize he was there and akindeli just first time puts it past Melia 1-0 that's all they needed and uh yeah that's where we lost in the 20th minute and you had so much time
2: you had so much time to come back and equalize or take the lead like it just we never got anything really going and it was just frustrating and it was so exciting to get that taste out of your mouth and get back to soccer on Saturday
1: yeah it was just a tough one because I mean like you said there was you know, Eric Hurtado came in at halftime for Jimmy Madronda. Benny Fellhaber came in. A little bit of in. spark. Yeah, he's got mean, wheels. Hurtado, man, I, I, you know, he's 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 a decent little guy player out there. He's he's shorter than Kyrie Shelton, but he does kind of the, some of the same stuff that Kyrie Shelton did on the field. Uh, you know, Benny Fellhaber came in for for Buzio, and and Luis Martins made his debut when he came in for Seth Sinovic. It just was yep. not Sporting Casey's night. Um which was kind of unfortunate but you know like you said just a few days later uh Sporting KC had the opportunity to bounce back at home uh against a a, a relatively tough western conference opponent in in the San Jose Earthquakes and this is crazy uh, jimmy
2: cuz i think last week i specifically said okay we should win at orlando and we will most likely lose at home well folks Thanks for tuning in to another week of Dan knows jack shit, okay? Because that is not what happened. I'm just—I don't know a damn thing. I'm just another pundit who's a goddamn idiot.
1: <laughs> Dude, don't don't beat yourself up too bad. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I need to hug myself. <laughs> San Jose came into the game um, in a playoff position. Um, Sporting Kansas City obviously came into the game not in a playoff position um matthias <laughs> almeida has san jose playing very well um in his first year oh, as earthquakes coach. head of hair he's got some something's going on with that um it's gorgeous he he, he, he and, did you notice he and peter were pretty much wearing matching suits on the sideline
2: i did i mean it and way different hairstyles i mean neither one of them have the luxurious gorgeous hair as carter augustine but matthias <laughs> almeida has
1: pretty good locks He's, he's got quite the head of hair. Um, I th- I'm i not going to lie. I know Peter doesn't have the long, luscious locks, but I think Peter's hairstyle looks a bit better on Peter than Almeida's does on Almeida. So oh,
2: Peter's, Peter just goes to the barber and he's like, you know, give me the drill sergeant. You know what? Give me the haircut that's going to make me
1: intimidating as fuck to my team. <laughs> he says just take an axe and just chop it. Hold it up and chop it. And If you get <laughs> a little scalp, it's fine. It. It'll heal. Um, oh, my God yeah so but you know this this lineup again it was a a little different because luis martins was starting at left back for the first time somebody else is coming for seth's job um and then we find out later it was just kind of a rest
2: for seth i mean the dudes played a lot of minutes this year
1: yeah and it wasn't a punishment at all no yeah madronda was on the left wing um you had a midfield of Benny, Roger, and Felipe, with Felipe starting at, at the 6. Um, Eric Rattato up top. So, Graham Smith back in the lineup once again. Ah, um, uh, my spirit animal. <laughs> and, and, of course, you know, um, San Jose's got a pretty good side. You know, they started uh, Chris Wondolowski, who is the all-time uh, league leader in goals scored. Um Is he? because we weren't reminded of that a million goddamn times after he scored (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's 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 jump right to that 25th minute we okay we all know set pieces have not been the strength of sporting kc over it seems like the last few years but you know we don't get a lot off of set pieces unless johnny russell decides to fire a laser um we don't get a lot when we're taking them Seems like we give up quite a few goals. Now, that's purely anecdotal. I have no data to back that up, but it seems like we give up quite a lot off of corner kick set pieces. We just can't really clear the ball. 25th minute, I think Wando was Zusi's man, and Zusi just got totally screened off this play and could not catch up to Wando, but I have never in my life seen someone as wide open on a corner kick, and yes. It did just so happen to be the all-time league leader in MLS goal scored. That was left that wide open. And he came off of uh, the screen. Perfect header right into the top left corner. Nothing Melia can do about it. 1-0 San Jose in the 26th minute. Not great.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. Um, It's not like they were even doing like a zone coverage and he just got around the zone. It's like everyone was in a man coverage, but no one had that man. I mean everyone's guarding their dude and it's like wow who wasn't talking? I mean that should happen before the ball's even kicked. Hey, where's Wando? Where's Wando? Cuz you know, I mean just the scouting report, you know who the most powerful striker on that team is. So you got to know yeah. to mark that guy. I don't know. I'm just I'm no freaking expert as we all know, but if I'm playing, you know, Rec League, you know, oh, that guy with the ba- with the freaking t-shirt sleeve headband on which by the way <laughs> it's not 2002 anymore no one's wearing t-shirt sleeves as headband so knock that shit off but it's like hey that's the that's the big guy who's good on set pieces make sure you got a body on him so i don't know why wando was left that open it, it, was, an, it was absolutely unbelievable
1: yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've watched this replay time and time again trying to figure it out. Best I can figure, is Zusi had him. He Zusi tried to undercut a screen, and it did not work. And Wanda went over the screen, and there was nobody else anywhere near him. And, I mean, he showed you why he's the all-time league leader and goal scored. He placed that thing perfectly. And there's no way in hell Tim Mili is getting to that ball. So 1-0. Um, not feeling great. And I don't know if you noticed this, because you were not at the game, because one, shout out to your wife, Marissa, who literally donated a part of her body, a a (laughs) kidney, to a friend. you know,
2: who who wouldn't want a piece of that, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, man, that was crazy. That's been a whirlwind of a weekend for me. I've been working from home these past couple of days to be with her, so pretty crazy. That's good.
1: So one, shout out to Marissa for doing that because that's unbelievable. Um, but two, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't be at the game because you were with your wife in the hospital, which is totally understandable. Um, so I don't know how much you were able to pick up on this on TV, but did you notice, one, how fast Christian Espinoza, the number 10 um, for, for San Jose is, he was playing sort of right wing. And two, did you notice how exhausted he made... Louis martins because martins was dragging and could not keep up with him and it, was, it causing was problems
2: yeah he was and i think even uh peter mentioned it at the end he was just like you know i gotta gotta hand it to martins for uh for going 90 i mean it sounded like he didn't expect to to have him go 90 minutes but the way the other subs played out he knew he really had to dig deep and uh you know grind out that result at the end so you know, props to him. I don't know if he's ready to go 90 minutes like that, but uh, he did it, and we got the W, and that's that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he – I mean, I definitely didn't think at halftime that he was going to go 90. I thought he might come off at halftime because he was – I mean, when I, I – I have not seen a soccer player look as exhausted as Luis Martinez did just because Espinoza is so fast and he was running all over the place and they were working the ball down the right side of the field. Um, but he stayed in. Played uh, played the whole whole game, um, and then you know it was it was the second half. Daniel Shallowy looked like he was going to come in at halftime, and then he didn't. Um, for whatever reason, it's a good thing he didn't because just four minutes, four and a half minutes or so into the second half, um, things turned around for Sporting KC. Johnny Russell had the ball on the right side of the field kind of chipped the ball across the box to Jimmy Madronda, who chested it down. I don't know if he was trying to chest it down to himself or to Benny, but Benny took it on the half volley off of his left foot and just put it right past Vega into the net to tie the game. And uh, Benny off his left foot, man, that's not something that's you badass.
2: see. That's badass. No. When he first scored with his left foot, like, uh, a couple years back, he, he pointed at his left foot, like, ah, can you believe I just fucking did that? So... He kind of did this, he kind of did that again this time like, "Ah, huh? how'd you like that?" But for one, Benny Benny now doesn't really get in those positions to score, so the fact that he was even in a dangerous place like that was really awesome.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. After the game, Benny said that he he scored exactly 3 times in his career with his left foot, so he remembers all of them. And uh and this was by far his his best left-footed goal. Um but it was kind of funny because he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if Jimmy was trying to get it to me or if it just got away from him. But he was like, I did some quick mental calculations because I didn't know what was more likely to, to end in a goal, me going off my left foot or Jimmy going off his right foot. Because uh, Jimmy's a left-footed player. He never shoots with his right foot, really. He's always firing rockets with his left foot. So he was like, I just kind of instinctually took it, and it just so happened to work out, and it ended in a goal. So, um Little vintage Benny there, and you're right. His celebration, what it reminds me of, is his celebration from the the Gold Cup free kick from way back when. When he turns around, just kind of puts his hands out. He was running in that celebration, and this one, he's just a little bit more composed, a little older, but he still turns around, just kind of holds his hands out like, "There you go, I did it." So yeah, pretty cool. Um, Unbelievably, but man, this was a tale of two halves. The second half was entirely different than the first half um although if you ask peter which carter did at halftime um <laughs> peter thought they played just fine in the first half for the most part um, see this was great this is how our uh, our our whole interview with carter came about i mean
2: i just tweeted and i tagged him in it and i was like uh you know do you think peter ever what did I say? Like uh, the way he just looks at Carter. Do you think Carter just feels dumb for even existing at that moment? Cause Carter was just like, you know, they've had a lot of the, the ball, you know, this in the first half, what are your thoughts on that? And Peter, which just is a like,
1: perfectly valid question.
2: Sure. Just let's talk about the possession. I mean, he could have been like, yeah, that's, well, that's our plan. He just goes, we've been pretty good too. We've been good. And Carter's just like, well, all right. It's not, it's not what I asked. but <laughs> right it, it peter just kind of snapped at him so uh and then i i think tristan jordan on twitter she was uh she right yeah tristan she she was like uh sounds like you need to have carter on the pod or something like that i was like well, let's make it happen he's like i'm game and then boom best friends
1: there you go um yeah for, for what it's worth sporting kc um they always win possession um like very rarely do you ever see a game, whether win or lost, where Sporting KC does not win possession. In this game, San Jose outpossessed Sporting KC fifty-eight to forty-two. So if I were Carter, I would have asked about possession too, because I, I mean that's that's the obvious outlier. That's probably what Nate and Maddie were talking about on the broadcast: is wow, Sporting's getting outpossessed a lot more than they normally are. Um, I do think Peter was just in a feisty mood that night because in the post-game press conference, I don't know if you were listening at all or not, um, but one of the reporters asked him, I I forget the exact question, but it was basically like, you know, what was it you saw in sporting KC, and, and what was, what was specifically part of your game plan that you saw where you were able to exploit them. And Peter just goes, I'm not going to tell you that's for you to figure out. We're like, okay. Um, All right. He's not in a question answering mood. So, um, I don't think it was. Yeah. I think he was just in a feisty mood as he sometimes is. Um, but the second half, man, yeah, totally different. And it was the 76th minute. Um, and this was off of a set piece after I just went off talking about how set pieces usually aren't great for us. Um, Johnny almost puts it in the back of the net. It bounces off of the right post. Oh, man. Rebounds. And none other than Graham Smith, because of course, was right there Graham to Smith, put it in. Dude, spirit and... animal. Cuckoo! <laughs> Graham Smith puts it in the back of the net. It's 2-1. I believe it was his first MLS goal for Sporting KC, and it was. couldn't have come at a better time. So that's how the game ended, 2-1. Sporting KC is not out of the playoff hunt. And, uh, We're
2: rolling, dude. And, and it's a very winnable Minnesota game coming up tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. 8.30 kickoff, by the way. So that's, that's interesting. But uh, I'll actually yeah. uh, I'll be out there
1: cool yeah uh it's gonna be a, a a huge game um san jose is still above us in the standings they're in sixth place sure. on 38 points everyone tenth- we play now
2: and in the future is above us in the standings like we gotta just take them
1: yeah we're in 10th place at 31 points uh for reference minnesota united coming to town they're in second place 42 points so Minnesota's very good this year but i do have to say if they're we're probably not going to jump Portland because Portland has such a backloaded home schedule because of their new a lot stadium of home schedule and you ain't, you aren't going to hear me chanting
2: "I like Ike" on Thursday. hell no, because <laughs> I don't like Ike. He's on the other team, and we want blood all right we're, They're probably going to make the playoffs. We're still trying. so no, I don't yeah. like Ike for wanting to leave this team for more money and he's not even making more money by the way. Yeah, I mean, not, I'm, not, not not big league money. He's just he's making roughly the same amount, but I think he thinks he'll have a better opportunity up there to make more money next year or some shit. I don't know.
1: It's upsetting. Yeah, I I, I don't blame him. I, I mean, I wish we had him back, but like, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, well, it's business. It, it, you gotta do what you gotta do. It, I mean, look, if you're Ike and you're looking at this guy, Andre Fontas, who's making a million dollars, and you're starting ahead of him, and he's and you're yeah you know reigning defender of the year just a couple years ago and all this stuff and you're making a third of what he's making i'd be probably a little frustrated too but you know what he ended up on a better team this year and they love him up there and he might be defender of the year again this year so that's true um which is a bummer for us but you know we're not going to catch portland probably not going to catch seattle although they've been floundering as of late and not playing very well san jose might be the team that we're most likely to catch um which is why one this win against san jose was so huge but two if you look at who san jose has left on their schedule they still got to play lafc uh then they got vancouver and orlando so those two aren't that tough but then rsl new york city uh on the road against atlanta philadelphia union who's been very strong seattle and then on the road against portland that's a pretty tough schedule to finish out. It is very possible San Jose kind of implodes and we can make up these uh, six, seven points that we need to make up. So. Oh, super
2: tough. As long as we just take care of business, other people will make mistakes and, and, and drop points. Similar to what happened this past week, man. Uh, Portland lost. RSL lost. LA and Seattle tied. Houston and Colorado tied uh minnesota tied with orlando uh dallas tied results went our way this past week and that shit can happen dude so as long as we keep winning and like everyone else keeps tying we can get this done yeah sorry i'm like optimistic
1: over here and that's a that's a weird (laughs) shirt for me to wear i don't feel good right now it is it is odd for you um yeah do you have a, a prediction for for minnesota
2: no, I really do think we can get it done, man. I think we're going to be really hot off this San Jose comeback because all year, all season, when, when we don't score first or when we're down at halftime, we don't win the game. We've never come back. And we did. That's that's huge. We've never done that. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't even look that stat up. I just have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is technically part of Heineken Rivalry Week, although... We're not really they call it. it the nicest rivalry. Uh geographical in the world. Um Yeah, I mean I've never met a mean Minnesota fan. They were very hospitable when I was there. I think they were very hospitable yep. when you were there. Um so we I got I got I got nothing but love for the loons. Yeah. I just want to beat them on excited. Thursday.
2: They were excited to tie with us. And we had, had some beers and my buddy my buddy was yelling, he's just like, Way to tie. Way to be excited about a tie. <laughs> They're
1: just happy to be here. It's okay.
2: Yeah. But now, now they, they got
1: a world class stadium. Good. Yeah, so, right. Uh,
2: makes a difference, man. And we're like, dude, where does the freaking time go, man? We gotta play this Carter interview. We gotta we gotta touch on uh Johan's Instagram story. I don't even know what to do anymore.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's jump to uh the Carter Augustine interview and then we'll come back, answer a couple questions, hit some news from around the league real quick. But um, yeah, now is the perfect time. Let's uh, let's jump to our interview with Carter Augustine right after the break.
2: All right, welcome back, guys. We have a very special guest with us. I uh, couldn't be more excited to have Carter Augustine joining us on the on the pod today carter what's going on man how are you
3: doing great guys uh i'm excited to be here i don't know about very special guests but uh thanks (laughs) thanks for having me on i've been listening to you guys and always enjoy it so very uh very excited that you asked me to join
2: what carter augustine listens to no other pod i'm i'm not crying uh (laughs) (laughs) carter uh uh break break it down a little bit for us man like what's uh What's your background? Where where did you come from? How did you get into this uh, field of soccer? And uh, are you from Kansas City? You know, break it down for us.
3: Sure. Um, So I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, uh, the Dirty Money Island, as we like to call it, (laughs) and grew up playing soccer. You know, was the first sport I ever played. I never really, I, I didn't really get a good coach until about probably seventh grade. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, friends, dads coaching. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a great history of of great soccer in Iowa. So hopefully that's growing with uh, with sporting, having an academy up there or uh, an affiliate up there that shoots into the academy anyways. So, you know, played all my life um, through high school. Had a couple of little small school offers to, to play out of high school, but decided I wanted to get into journalism and I wanted the big school experience and uh, went to the University of Nebraska and you know I actually kind of I I kind of regret not trying this, the college ball stuff just because from ev- everyone I've talked to it's just a, a blast and I definitely miss the competitive aspect I think uh, I think a lot of us 30 year olds can relate to that certainly I see that in the in the uh, 30 and over leagues out of no other league or around the city guys getting fiery. But um, yeah, then I, I got into, to broadcast journalism at university of Nebraska. At first I kind of wanted to be an investigative journalist of sorts, but soccer and, uh, and sports have always been so passionate about. And funny story, actually, I, I've got a tape of, calling a mid nineties NFL pro bowl on a little tape cassette when I was six or seven. <laughs> and, uh, it's mostly me eating Cheetos and then, <laughs> uh, being excited about when, whenever Emmett Smith got the ball. So it's a pretty good, uh, it's a really good call. Obviously one of my best, and <laughs> uh, it just kind of, yeah, just kind of always been, uh, been admired of uh you know the greats uh, in, in play-by-play broadcasting and um i've always felt that it combines two of my passions sports and just the, the english language i'm a big nerd about languages so uh seemed like a, a good path to go down started calling games uh back in 2008 for the uh, women's team obviously we don't have a men's team at Nebraska but have a really good women's team uh, and coach Cook always seems to get Kansas City girls up there to play for him so a bunch of them were there on the team when I was in college and continue to be and that just kind of reaffirmed my uh, my passion for it and and yeah I've been, been doing it ever since uh, when I graduated I sent an application to every MLS club at the time and kansas city and portland got back to me and basically i had a family friend down here that i could stay with for free and that was the deciding factor so uh got an internship with the club and been working my way up ever since uh, i've done a variety of, of roles for sporting kansas city over uh, my gosh 2012 was my first season so it's had my eighth or ninth season now um just been kind of trying to grow along the way and always have had the the goal of being a broadcaster kind of at the end of the tunnels. So obviously it's been an absolute blast the last couple of years to, to be able to be on the television side of things.
1: It's pretty cool. A pretty cool story. Obviously you made the right choice choosing sporting KC over the the Portland Timbers. Um, We're not biased or anything. Um, So tell us, you know, you, you mentioned you've done a variety of things with the club working your way up. Um, what what are some of the odd jobs that that you've had to do for the club and 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 then what was it like when they first approached you a couple years ago and said, "Hey, we want to put you on TV." How did that feel?
3: Sure, yeah, I've uh I've been odd jobs I think is a pretty pretty accurate and adequate way to describe what I've been doing. Um I started as a video operations intern and well actually i started as an operations intern and then they were like oh you can do a little photoshopping so they <laughs> moved me over to the other side and uh so then i started with the, the video operations team um after my internship i kind of didn't think i was going to be kept on uh, I was i was working at von mar at the time selling women's shoes um you know and uh got a call a couple of months after the, the 2012 season saying, Hey, we've got a, a little different role for you if you want to take it. Um, and it wound up being uh, a proprietary software that kind of runs the in stadium ads and, and stuff like that. And I had to learn it. I went out and got some training in in San Francisco from Cisco to run this program. And then that was kind of my foot in the door. And after that, I was just, bugging people to do a bunch of different odd jobs. Uh, I became good friends with, with Cal Williams, who was the play by play guy at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was a big, he was a big help for me in getting me involved with the radio show and kind of getting me involved in on the radio side of things. So I started uh, being a contributor with the sporting KC show at that time. And then, uh, was, was doing some radio commentary alongside that. Um, all the while still doing my software, my software gig. And uh, it's kind of crazy to see how big the club has grown in my time, because back then I was kind of, uh, plugging, plugging gaps where they needed to be plugged. And, uh, some of the designers would have different kind of the easier jobs <laughs> that I would get, uh, the ability to help out with. So doing Photoshop and editing video here and there, and then had an opportunity to, Get in the TV truck as kind of the stats guy, um, and also run the, the graphics program that we use at the time. So I learned that graphics program pretty well. Started traveling with our, our TV crew and was doing stats and graphics for a while. And then we changed over graphics systems. So I learned uh, my third different proprietary graphics system with the club which was which was pretty wild uh, never never really would have would have seen myself doing that but you know anything to to help out and it was a, a I think it was a really valuable experience for me because I got to see that the inner workings of the tv truck see the production side of things and all the while still learn on the the broadcasting side of things and then the, I mean the biggest the biggest thing that happened to me was the club going with the Swell Park Rangers and I immediately made it known that, you know, I'd, I'd like to be considered for the, the play-by-play job. And thankfully they, uh, they, they allowed me to do that. So, uh, I've been doing that since the first season for SPR and, you know, that's what I really love is, is play-by-play. And so that's been just amazing. Um, and then, yeah, to your, to question about them approaching me, I honestly didn't see it coming. Um, you know, I, I, I was good friends with the the couple of people that did it before and especially Jillian. And it was tough to, it was kind of a surprise to see her, her uh, go. And uh, so I really didn't see it coming, but uh, I guess enough people uh, believed in me at the time in the club. And I I definitely couldn't turn that opportunity down. So um, I was a bit surprised to, to get it, but uh, hopefully, I've uh, I've I've paid them back and, and, and repaid their faith in me, and uh, it, yeah, it's been it's been really fun being on the sidelines for the last couple of years. Dude, that's
2: that's absolutely crazy to hear all the things you've done for this club. I mean, from doing software stuff. I mean, no one thinks about that when they they're like, oh, this guy's a sideline reporter. That's probably what he's always wanted to do forever, and uh, you know, he probably has done nothing else. <laughs> But to see kind of yeah. where you've come from, I mean, dude, you're even interviewing Peter Vermees on the sideline, like in the middle of games, and I, I haven't noticed that always being the case uh, back in the day. How, how open is Peter to, to talking to you while a game's going on? I mean, we know him; he's pretty intense, very passionate dude. I mean, is uh, what's your interactions like with Peter?
3: Yeah, uh, I, I think we've developed a, a pretty good relationship. You're right; he's, he's pretty intense, but. Um, he's also, he's a, he's a really savvy guy when it comes to the media. And I think he likes to be able to get his voice out there and kind of in front of things. So he he knows that, um, good media coverage will help drive the club forward and maybe attract people who weren't necessarily watching it. Um, and I think he's of the opinion that, you know, there's no one, no one's voice better than his to to talk about the club. So he's, he's been pretty open about that. It's actually an interesting thing. It's a, it's a league wide initiative, or at least it's a a league wide um, rule where you can ask to, to interview them during the game. And uh, a couple national broadcasts have done it. And so we just kind of had the, had the thought that, you know, maybe we should, we should be doing this with Peter and he's very open to it and, uh, he told us you know he, he, he's he's down to do it if they're winning or, or if they're losing and as long as I time time my I run I, I suppose <laughs> is the way to say it time time my run appropriately uh he's he's down for it so
2: <laughs> no set piece uh,
3: conversations it, or anything exactly and you know if if it's a corner kick maybe I shouldn't go over there at that point in time <laughs>
2: yeah
3: <laughs> and if he's uh if he's well involved in the action, I, I don't need to, to break his com- concentration or anything, but um, I, I think it's been – I guess I'll ask you guys what, what you think of it because I, I think it's been pretty interesting. We've gotten some stuff out of him. and Actually, when Kerry did it the one week, that was he was uh, just a, a bag full of knowledge I couldn't even keep up with, oh, yeah. uh, and he's always really fun to talk to. But, yeah, I, what, what do you guys think of the, the mid-game interview?
2: I think I was a little shocked by it at first. I mean, I was like, oh, well, well, this is new. Like, I can't think of any other sports that that do that. I mean, basketball, they're talking at, uh, before and after halftime. And uh, I kind of dug it. I was just kind of like, is that happening right now? It was just kind of weird yeah. at first. But it's uh, it's cool to get his, like, real-time uh, emotions and whatnot. And most of them uh, this season have been pissed emotions. But uh, <laughs> it's been nice to hear. True.
1: Yeah, the Kerry interview yeah, I thought little... especially was was very good. I mean, he he was I think if I remember correctly talking about like their thought process as to why they were making certain substitutions at certain points in the game, just giving insight that you rarely ever hear. So I I thought you did a great job.
3: Yeah, thanks. I I, I agree with you 100. And Kerry's so cerebral; it's always always great to kind of hear what he's thinking, and he, yeah, I think he spells it out pretty good. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that one and i'm with you it has been a little a little weird but at times i think it it can provide some in-game knowledge that that maybe we we wouldn't have been getting um if we don't do it right
2: because it's the most i mean if you think about it it's the most improv position on the production crew i mean it's like hey we're going to carter carter you have like 15 seconds to do what you got you, you know
3: yeah, it's kind. Of, it's funny trying to get him because usually I finally get Peter, and all of a sudden, uh, Maddie is is getting into some long uh, explanation of, of what went down. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so then, I'm standing there with Peter, like, oh no, just feel like uh, I'm blowing in the wind a little bit and uh, <laughs> trying to tell our producer, hey, hey, let's. I've got him right here. He's gonna he's going to run away from me if we don't do it here soon. So
1: He's going to start yeah, screaming in Hungarian is. at Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So has there, you know, obviously, sporting has been very successful over the course of Peter's tenure. This year has been a bit of a down year, you know, whether this year or in years past. Um, has there ever been a moment where you've asked, Peter a question and then maybe been like, oh no, he's about to snap me in half because you know I, I when I've been asking him questions occasionally in the post game press conference, you know every so often you, you hit just the right button and you're like, oh, maybe press the wrong one there and 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 you can tell he it, he gets a little fired up. So you ever been a little nervous after asking a question to to Peter?
3: Sure, you're right. It, it, you can tell he's got he gets that look in his eyes that uh, maybe that wasn't the the one he wanted to be asked for sure. Um, <laughs> as you were talking about, I mean, they've been so good. I mean, especially last year, my first year, it was they were, they were hardly lost the game all year. So, um, it's been a little trickier this year for sure. But actually I, I would say the one that sticks out is from last year is when they lost in, in Salt Lake. And I honestly don't even remember what I asked, but he was just so, uh, so angry about the game at the time and not happy with my question. I think he wound up saying we need to score more goals than them. And he walked off (laughs) and it was kind of, (laughs) give me the old Greg Popovich. (laughs) Yeah, it was a pop. It was a pop answer for sure. Uh, So that's, that's the one that sticks out. But for the most part, he's, uh, I think he's been really good to me. So I've got no complaints whatsoever. Well, it's like even in this
2: last game, I mean, I had to watch, uh, uh, I was not able to be at the game. So I heard the broadcast, but <laughs> you were like, uh, I think at halftime you were just like, what do you think about them having more possession than you? And he just goes, we've been pretty good too. And it's like, Oh shit.
3: <laughs> Carter, yeah.
2: you didn't yeah. say you weren't good. You were just asking about possession.
3: <laughs> yeah. He didn't like that one either. You're right. And
2: <laughs> that killed um, me.
3: I think we've, we've heard, uh, today, um, Beazer was on the Nate's Morning Show and talked about it, and we talked with with Graham Smith and uh, Beezer talked about it in our at, at training to the media that was there as well. That it was kind of their game plan um, was to be a little different than they normally are and maybe play a little more direct and try and catch San Jose off guard. So, you know, I I didn't know that was the game plan. So I think I like Nate and Matt and like other a few. Uh, other watchers were uh, a bit surprised, maybe, by how that first half went down. But I think his reaction kind of told you that, or told me at least that nah, our, our game plan actually hasn't been—it's been kind of on track, if not for the, the set piece goals. So uh, maybe just stay tuned for the second half. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> not the right question to ask him at that time, right? <laughs>
1: Do you, uh? so, you know, athletes a lot of times, I don't know if you had any sort of like pregame rituals back in your, your days as an athlete, but obviously a lot of professional athletes do. Do, um, do you have any sort of rituals or, or any traditions that you go through ahead of the game to get you psyched up or anything before you get on the broadcast? <laughs> um,
3: you know, I, Nate and I headbutt in the truck, obviously. <laughs> no, <that's> pretty... <laughs> um, not, not really. Uh, you know, I like to be... As prepared as I can. So a lot of it is, uh, just making sure I've, I've got my notes organized and, um, that I know what I want to talk about. We always have a, a pre-production meeting in the truck as well. That is kind of, is really helpful to get, get the mind in the right track. I, I would say the one thing is especially most games, I'll have a cup of tea about 30 minutes before we're, we're on just to relax my vocal cords a little bit and, uh, try and, Get a little little bass in the vocal cords as well. <laughs> there you go.
2: Now, now you spend a lot of time with Nate Bucati. Uh I think you guys even play soccer together uh, sometimes. What uh, you know? What, what's your favorite thing about Nate? And conversely, without <laughs> damaging Nate's character or anything, uh, what what sure. what kind of what does he annoy you? Does he frustrate you? Does he piss you <laughs> off or anything? What do you, what do you like? What do you hate about him?
3: Sure. Uh, I do spend an awfully uh, an awful amount of time with Nate, and uh, <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> and I think it's just uh, as with any friend, that uh, you'll have a few things that annoy you about him. Um, I guess I'll start with the bad first, so then I can en- end with the with the good. Uh, he's got a nice habit, and this actually kind of is part of part of the good stuff as well. Um, he he's got stories on stories but he never remembers which one he told you so i have there's some stories of his that i've heard maybe a thousand times and it's always (laughs) like the same it's always the same little trigger same subject and i just know i i'm I'm like okay well this is you know enchiladas i know he's got the enchilada story here it comes (laughs) and without phil it, it it comes, um, but that kind of <laughs> dovetails to, to <laughs> and what's so good about him is, um, first of all, I think he's a, a really professional broadcaster and, and this is a lot of stuff that people don't, don't see is his ability to vamp or, you know, keep things going when there's problems in the truck or stuff happens abruptly uh, on air that what we didn't plan for, um, Maybe someone, a guest, isn't talking very much. I think he's just really good at um, at that part of the job, and it's part of his personality as well. He can talk to anyone, and that's something that I kind of struggle with is um, the social aspect of it, and he is very sociable, and he'll he'll go introduce himself to anyone, and I, I really admire him for that, and he's very helpful to be around in, in that regard because that's just something that i struggle with so it's nice to to have him help uh help go around a room and, and introduce introduce people so um yeah he's he's really good at that type of stuff
2: yeah dude's been around for, for a long time in kansas sports yeah. in general so i imagine uh being able to learn from him and and kind of acting as a as a mentor to you as well
3: yeah he is he definitely has been very helpful uh, for me in my career um he's giving me a lot of advice like you said he's He's been around the block a few times in in KC and just as a a sports broadcaster. So he's been very helpful. I think the, his ability to talk just comes from being on that four hour radio show every single morning. (laughs) It's uh, certainly sharpened that. that. (laughs) It's definitely sharpened uh, that, that knife of his and, and, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been fortunate to have a couple guys, uh, him and, and Cal, to really look, look up to in that regard. And then we've had some some really cool guys doing the doing the, the broadcasting down the years as well. I learned a lot from Diego Gutierrez when when he was doing it. He's one of the, the smartest guys I've ever met, um, and he you know he came at it from a, not only an ex-player in the league but an ex-GM, and so he knew both kind of both sides of of the league. In that respect, Jake Yodrich is man. What, what a guy he is! And um, he, he kind of was like me in, in the fact that he is a production wizard. Uh, I guess I'm not a wizard, so I, I'm not like him in that respect. But he, <laughs> he came from the he he's got enough knowledge about the production side, years of production, and uh, just a, a consummate pro. And um, I I think I, I learned a lot from him, and especially the the odd jobs that I've worked, he was working a lot of those odd jobs as well. Um, and then Matty is just a really good friend of mine. And, um, you know, it's a, really, a privilege to work with him because I think he sees the game so well and explains it in kind of every man's terms, even though they're British terms. So, I, you know, sometimes <laughs> they're a little different. but I always, I just enjoy the way he describes the game and his, and his love for the game. I, I don't know if you guys can pick up on i hope so because oh, yeah. i just pick up on it yeah that i pick up on his love for the game and at every single call that he does and uh obviously his his excellent top uh, top playing career um helps him with that knowledge but yeah just uh been a lot of guys that have that have really helped me and feeling very very blessed to have to met to have met although
1: yeah, I mean the three of you guys have a, a great chemistry together, and and it's only continued to get better over the last couple of years as you've been in the sideline reporting role. Uh, I do I do have to ask. You mentioned Cal Williams, who's now with uh, I, I believe he's still with Minnesota United, who comes to town on on yep. Thursday night. You uh, got any friendly sort of wagers with Cal as as the Loons come to town? <laughs> we'll
3: we'll probably have some sort of wager. Um, that's one of my very good friends, and um, I'm our, we've already spoken and. It's actually my birthday this weekend as well, so he told me to oh. get my liver ready so i'm I'm actually <laughs> a little uh, he's that's a, a terrifying warning coming from a little him. scary <laughs> a little scary um but uh, yeah we'll we'll have to have a a good wager on the game. I once unfortunately lost a hundred bucks to him betting that he couldn't kick the ball in the papa shot at Kelly's in westport, so uh oh, I've, got, I've got bad history with my with my bets with him, so um uh, I'm not to. I'm going to have to uh, make sure I've got a good one for, for this one on Thursday.
1: Yeah, protect your wallet, protect your liver, um, <laughs> both important things. Um, real quick, be- before we go, um, you know, you, you've been around this club just, you know, certainly more than any of us and, and, and more than most people out there listening. Um, as we mentioned, it's been a little bit of a down year. There's still hope for the playoff spot. Um, th- what just what are your thoughts on on the team this year, and 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 where do you think the club goes? You know, at the end of this year and into an off season in a, in a future that's maybe a little bit more uncertain than most sporting fans are used to.
3: Sure, I think that's a a good way to put it. I'm very curious what happens in the off season. Um, like you said, it's going to be they're still alive right now, and I think if they want to get back into it, they'll probably have to win these two home games at the end of August. And maybe they'll start pushing, putting some pressure on other teams. It's so bunched up in the Western conference. You you feel like there's going to be one or two teams that start to drop a a little more points than they have been. So I think the opportunity will be there. It's just can sporting put a a run together um, that we've seen in years past, but we haven't quite seen so far this season. And, it's been a weird year. Um, man, when they came out of the gates against Toluca, I thought they looked so good and I had the privilege of going on those Champions League adventures with them. And the fact that they're getting olays down in Mexico <laughs> against Toluca, man, it just, um, they were passing the ball around so, so brightly at the beginning of the year. Just thought it was going to be another year just like last year. And hasn't turned out to be that case. Injuries obviously played such a huge role. But as Tim Melia has said a couple times now, you know, at this point in the season, that's just an excuse. And they, they need guys to, to step up. And they've needed guys to step up and it hasn't quite happened. Um, you know, I, I think they've got still so many good pieces. They're obviously, uh, it's so tricky with, with the MLS roster rules to, make some moves and they're kind of tied up in a lot of different areas. So I'm very curious to see what they do at the end of the year. I, I think some of it will depend on if they can make a run here and, and make the playoffs. But, um, you know, I, 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 still think there's some, some really good players there. And it, maybe it's just been, just hasn't been there a year after making the playoffs seemingly every, every year going back in, in all the way in time. That's how, that's how it seems. <laughs> They've made it every year since I've been here, since 2012. And um, as as Vermees has said, it's just they they they've done it to themselves, and in a lot of games with silly mistakes and uh, uncharacteristic mistakes from the past. So uh, still got hope here at the end of the year that result against a really difficult to play against San Jose side. I, hopefully that that gives them a little confidence, and um, they can make a run here.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Getting getting three points here on Thursday will be big too. I mean, it's uh, it, we're not done. I mean, we're down, but we're definitely not out. Yeah. So,
3: crazier things have happened in
1: MLS. It's a it is a wild and wacky league.
2: That is the truth. Um,
1: Jimmy, you got anything else at all, man? Or no, man. This has been great. Thank you so much for for taking some time out of your day and and doing this. I mean you know you, you we're we're you don't have to do that for us and so we're just you know incredibly appreciative of, of you spending some some time with us and uh oh yeah hopefully it was a a nice time for you as well so we'll have to do it again sometime. it was
3: yeah yeah i'm definitely down thanks for thanks for the twitter ask <laughs> appreciate it 100
2: uh, man and, it was uh someone and, else's idea so
3: <laughs> yeah shouts out to them because this was a lot of fun and like i said i've uh I think you guys do a great job, and it's always a fun listen. So glad to uh, glad to be asked, and it's been a lot of fun. Well, thanks, thanks man, man. Yeah.
2: and happy uh, happy birthday to you, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy your time out. Protect your liver, and uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again <laughs> soon. So, thank no, you, sir. you,
3: guys. Yeah, take care.
2: All right, thanks, man.
1: all right man that was fun dude that was, a that great was so conversation. fun
2: oh my god can you believe that he listens to no other pod like when he said that i was just like stop stop either you're a really good liar or like i'm, I'm just <laughs> fanboying over here and come on he's just a dude but come on he's on tv every week man we 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 feel like we know him through the club and everything and and he
1: listens to no other pod and now i'm super embarrassed with the garbage i say every week <laughs> <laughs> makes you wonder like who else in the club does actually listen like i know Brandon told us that yeah there's some of us that listen but you're like yeah. oh, okay you know it's nice of you to Brandon, say yeah. but you're just being polite um but i i you know. think it's uh they they hear my garbage
2: language and uh your decent takes and really you should just <laughs> run this pod by yourself man because i'm holding you down no not at all not at all <laughs>
1: um it does make me wonder but that was so cool uh, <laughs> it does make me wonder who else is listening. I would, I would like to know. Um, but yeah, man. Oh, thank you so much, TV. Carter. We already know that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Sorry, we dogged your hair today. <laughs> thank you, Carter, for joining us. Happy early birthday! Uh, here's hoping that Peter's in a good mood for you tomorrow night when uh, we're playing the loons. Uh, I've been on that receiving end of, oh, of the Peter stare many a time. He won't so. be
2: doing the. He won't be doing the sideline though. It's oh, an ESPN that's game. Right. It is ESPN. So it's wonder, national TV. Well, they'll probably just throw him on some software application or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'll, he'll be learning on his fourth new advertising software for the club. Oh my and, god! And just be doing God knows what. Carter, uh, I know crazy, you're not on man.
2: Fox Sports tonight, but if you could come,
1: uh, if you could come code this uh, developing software for me, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, he's worked his way up, based, from an intern to being on TV with the club. That's pretty cool. I was so. just kind of, my brain was so jumbled when he said that, when he
2: said all the things he was doing and now this, I was like, holy shit. Like that, those are two completely different things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of the same thing like that happened with Jake Yodrich, like he said, and when he called Jake Yodrich a wizard, I was like, well, he's definitely got the beard to be a wizard. So yeah. Uh, right.
2: <laughs> and interesting to hear about you know how he was kind of sad you know to be like taking jillian's job um i i can only assume she was let go maybe i, I don't know maybe she left i, well I don't know terms i don't yeah, know either i, I don't want to assume know. i guess but uh you know to to feel that way it's like i, I don't know you don't want to take your your good friend's job but you know i'm sure she was probably like no you got to do it take it
1: yeah and good for him man it's cool um yeah it, it's it's pretty awesome um i'm sure we'll have carter on again at some point there's lots more we can oh, talk yeah. to him about especially some of the Soul Park stuff we'd more, love to get into
2: if he has a couple uh, more positions in the club we'll we'll get him on
1: yeah once he takes over as technical director then we'll, we'll bring him <laughs> yes. back and um, <laughs> i'll never get over that <laughs> uh but yeah let's uh let's move on to a couple other things here because we are running out of time um god dang these interviews are fun but man they're time consuming they take up some time but so hope they hope you guys junk. enjoyed it though yes absolutely hope you did too and if you guys have any other ideas of who we should interview please let us know tweet us at no oh, other pod, yeah. at dan kuzer at jcmaco3 who, who should we tag them try to get next uh yeah tag tag them. publicly shame them beg send them money and veiled threats um don't do the latter part um maybe we'll get one of the s- cooligans back on whatever we got to do it'd be cool uh, no pun intended um yes pun intended uh (laughs) let's get to a couple of questions real quick um on twitter one of our listeners um he was the one who actually pointed this out to me today and then we've talked about it briefly Uh, but he said have you watched johan's instagram story from today if so i would like to hear your thoughts on what you think he is trying to say so for those of you who probably haven't seen it because maybe it's not there anymore by the time you're listening johan first got back on twitter today he's he reactivated his account uh he hasn't tweeted anything but he is back on twitter but on his instagram story he put up some highlights from a game against orlando city at home last year they're all from that game they're all highlights that make him look pretty good i think (laughs) and there's a couple like freeze frames where he like specifically highlights himself he like circles himself yeah yeah and the first very first highlight has a bunch of, like, hourglass emojis. Like, and taking all the time in the world to, like, look, look how much time I have on the ball. And it makes me wonder,
2: like, what what is happening? Like, no, this just keeps getting happening. strange. There's no speculation necessary, dude. He's saying, like, why am I not playing right now? Why am I blacklisted from the club? What do you think he did, dude? Did he punch somebody? Did he sleep with someone's wife? I just, I, I, I need to know. Because we haven't even seen him in the 18, and he's not on the injury report. He's not with Swope. He's just not there. Is he even practicing? Is he at? Is he at training? I thought I've seen him in training
1: pictures. I think he has been at training. He was at Children's Mercy Park during the San Jose game. Everything I've heard is it's just coach's decision for why he's not in the 18. So I do That's not crazy. know. That's crazy. So he pissed off Peter Vermees is what happened
2: because all these videos are him saying like, "Hey." Look what I did against Orlando last
1: year. Could have used me during that game, don't you think? Yeah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. I mean, if that's if this is, if that is what he's doing, it's it's not going to help him get back in the good graces with Peter Vermees cuz if there's one thing Peter Vermese loves, it's passive aggressiveness. Yeah. So, if there's
2: one thing he loves is
1: going through his players' Insta stories. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it's it's we'll keep an eye on it and, and see what happens. Um, Drake Ewing wants to know uh, what we think about St. Louis getting an MLS team because on Tuesday, MLS Commissioner Don Garber travel, traveled to St. Louis to officially award St. Louis the 28th MLS team. They will begin playing 2022. They will be by far the closest club to kansas city and it's obviously a natural geographic rival even though we've only played the current usl st louis fc i think once in a u.s open cup and this will be an entirely new team this is not them moving up to mls this is a new club but what are your thoughts 22 right yeah well my thoughts are what conference will they be in i would assume they got to be in the east because austin's probably going to the west there's so be what kind of a,
2: rivalry is it going to be if we only play them once a year? Well,
1: I mean, that sucks. That is unless that. Well, you know what could also happen is once they get to thirty teams or whatnot, they could do like a, you know, Western, Central, and Eastern divisions. And they do it could. That way. I'm not. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, I'm not they're going to have
2: that. to. And I dig it. I mean, dude, I'll I'll make a St. Louis trip on the weekends, man. We get a couple people to, uh, carpool, split the gas. That's easy.
1: Yeah, eventually MLS is gonna have to do something. It can't just be east west forever, because uh, it's gonna be too many teams. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're
2: gonna have to really uh, divide
1: it up like NBA and NFL does. I'm excited. I mean, hey, a three hour drive is less than half the the time it takes to get to the next closest road team. So. Um,
2: oh yeah, what's Minnesota like? Seven.
1: Yeah, I think Minnesota and Chicago, uh, and for that matter, Nashville are Chicago's all Chicago's about seven, eight or nine ish. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be cool, man. And yeah. I mean, we, there's that history with the uh, the uh the Royals and the Cardinals. Um for a little bit there there was sort of a sure. Chiefs Rams thing going on, although that wasn't Chiefs-Rams. as historic as as uh, Royals Cardinals, but there's always going to be pretty a Kansas City on this, St. Louis man. rivalry.
2: They're saying St. Louis is a very big uh soccer city historically and uh I, SKC even put something out about players that have come out of St. Louis. Um that have ever played in in sporting systems so kind of a cool deal
1: yeah yeah taylor twelman was very excited he's from st louis um, yeah so it's 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 gonna be cool i'm excited to see what happens Um excited to see it. you got any name ideas for st louis what do you think they should be called um oh my god well it's probably gonna not gonna Saint, be st louis united fc did you see san jose's tweet today i was was, that made me laugh because all the mls makes all the teams congratulate the new team on joining and and san jose tweeted out congratulations sporting st louis united fc or something like that and i was like that's kind of funny
2: they could be Um, the uh, st louis (laughs) arch (laughs) bishops
1: i don't um, know they got an arch man they do have an arch um the st louis archers why not do oh, that
2: sh- why why not i mean it's the most famous damn
1: thing in that city yeah unless we're going over to six flags what up i think it'd be kind of cool do this yeah st louis archers i think it'd be cool oh play on the words god, did
2: you just name that team right now they, they won't I just, do it dude it's to be a united like when minnesota and atlanta came in that was so boring same with new york city fc and and then orlando city sc it's like god damn what happened to the fun names st louis does anyone brom, want to albion? do a Real?
1: can we do a Real st louis <laughs> well there's real salt lake well yeah so i think you know we could go st louis brom albion that's two sls that's two rsls dude locomotive st louis Locom- do like what the russian that? russian leagues there's like locomotive
2: moscow I'm, so, I'm up for whatever outside the norm man if you want to be the st louis jack rabbits i don't even care sticking with the archers man it's best i can come up with on the spot No, i dig that that's good and i'm mad at you because i wish
1: i would have come up with it but that's (laughs) uh that's a good one um man we are we are beyond time now because it's because of that fantastic interview we 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 had with carter um i mean there's a lot of other stuff going on in the league portland's being oh you mean our best friend carter generally are our best friend carter um i just want to say you know, we don't want to get I'm not going to get too far into the Portland things. Y'all can see my Twitter because I have a lot of thoughts on it and and you'll get enough of it there. But I am glad that sporting KC is the type of club and that the cauldron and fountain city ultras are the type of supporters groups who came up with that, um, TFL from a few weeks ago, which the, you know, SKC is anti-hate, anti-homophobia, anti-racism, anti-fascism, all that stuff. Um, it's cool that we have a club and supporters who can put that up and then we don't end up with the club putting out a statement admonishing us and yelling at us for doing so. So, yeah, that's what I got to say. There we go. So.
2: Are we all supposed to do – I haven't kept up on it enough, like with the, these three lines going down. I mean are we supposed to like have patches and wear that stuff in like solidarity or, or what's going on there because I, I just want to be part of something.
1: There's a lot of people who are doing it. There's ambiguity as to whether MLS will actually allow you to have it on a sign or not. Portland obviously says no. Other clubs have gotten away with it. Atlanta was kicking people out for just having signs that say, "End gun violence. Hmm. So um, there's a lot of craziness going on. Portland says they'll let people wear it on shirts, but not on signs. So, you know, it's, um, you know. I'll let everybody make up their own individual minds, but I think you know it it, in today's day and age, it should not be a controversial thing to say that you are against fascism. So I will. Right.
2: Okay. Don't want to put it on signs, but by all means, be caught on national TV giving a player of on the opposing team two big middle fingers.
1: Yep, that's totally fine. Because that' cool. A lot. Totally cool. Yep. No problem. Mm -hmm. So, anyway that's uh it's pretty much what we got this week it's all the time so, we got we'll uh we'll call it good there thank you guys so much for listening make sure you oh, follow yeah. us on twitter at no other pod at dan kuzer at jcmax03 uh, shoot us an email no other pod at com. um i Ooh, do just want to hey. give a shout out yeah i think we're going in the same place maybe no um, i forgot
2: man i just wanted to address it real quick uh quinn manring right
1: yeah Quinn well, he
2: yep he he uh, asked he I think all right was asking me uh, about playing in the Lawrence adult soccer league and I just want to endorse that real fast I like it there's there's like four different divisions uh I'd say absolutely sign up if you're not feeling like uh are top tier you know put yourself in division two or three or uh, me I'm a division four guy so <laughs> I uh, fun stuff and uh, I, I we might have to hit more on that uh next week sometime uh, the rest sure. of his
1: message sure yeah he got an, had a number of questions so we'll, we'll we'll get to those and and you know maybe we'll uh see if dan can't shoot you an email or something to give you more info about the lawrence league and, and good luck at ku starting at ku so congrats there you go um but yeah shoot us an email no other pod at com. leave five star rating and review and uh yeah let us know who uh who you want us to interview next but until then he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya Happy birthday, best friend Carter.